Ladies and gentlemen, we back, baby. How have you been? We back in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to I Mean. Because I mean. This is Monkey D. Travante, your host of the show. And I have... One of the ones that have the very most Near and dear to me We got the same last name, y'all He means business, too Look at his face, you ought to see his face listening I understand Shout out to El Capo Shout out, shout out to Jim Jones To Capo himself Everybody get that album right now I got the cheat code my family and I when it comes to this impeccable musical taste I understand go to I mean pod at gmail.com if you have any questions inquiries about this extensive playlist of straight up gems not everyone gets this ability no one not everyone has the Shinigami eyes to see to understand to discern what kind of music is music this is music you understand get this Monkey D. Travanti on all platforms Instagram I'm only on IG, man. I don't fuck with socials like that. But uh, reach out to me there if you have any questions about what's playing. When I'm in Harlem, right. I feel so refreshed and alive. Amen. Call across the house, wipe your feet when you step in this run. My neck is like a pool and my watch is wet like I die. I'm trying to finish the mission for all of the rest of the tribe. His rhyme scheme, and that's all I'm going to leave you motherfuckers with. Inquire within for the rest. But now we get to the show. trying to finish the mission for all the rest of the tribe. <laughs> for the for, Man, look. Listen, man, I have a very special guest today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hopefully everyone's safe out there and sound. Ranger. What's up, man? My brother, this is Chuck, y'all. Chuck. What's up, everybody? What's up, brother? How you feeling, man? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? You sound great. I feel good, man. Thank you. I feel great. Yeah. You're an early bird. You're an early bird. Like, no matter what, like, you're just conditioned to get up early as hell. I am an early bird, man, for sure. It. I'm definitely a, a get up and get it done type of person, right? Um, it's just, you know, I don't know. The sun wakes me up, I feel like, you know, so that's when I get up and then uh, move on from there. I feel like, so yeah, early bird for sure, man. That's kind of where I am, man. When it comes to the sun, I think that my body just, it just responds to life. When the life source gets up, it's just time for me to get up. <laughs> it don't matter what time, time it may be. Today. It don't matter what time yep. I lay down. I'm getting up when the sun is up. Yep. When my eyes realize that, like if I turn toward the window and I'm like, well, that's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, that's it. I don't want, they start without me, right? It sounds like it's already starting. It looks like it's already starting. I'm it's sorry. not about to leave. But... I'm not missing that bus. <laughs> I got right. some living to do my damn self. Right, absolutely, man. So yeah, yeah, early bird, man. So um, get up and get it done. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's worked. You know, get up. I get my coffee and uh, or you know, smoothie or something like that. Get some fresh water. Uh, you know, and start the day. And you're so a coffee routine. guy. I am a coffee guy for sure. Black, black. black you already know. See. Blackity black. It's black. It's black you I know. need I need to the bean juice, right? I need to uh <laughs> <laughs> the 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 all all the bean nectar needed. I understand that, bro. Like I used to 
I'll get like a uh, when I do do caffeine, I'll do a uh, mm-hmm. a chai tea latte. But coffee, black, mm-hmm. like yeah. the road, like the street, <laughs> like the back Absolutely. of uh, Forrest Whitaker's neck. <laughs> Like whooping Cheers to that. gums. <laughs> Cheers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheers to that, man. I was reading this article, man, the other day. It was from like the video game Chronicles. And this art this article was about these super scalpers that are buying up like two thousand. So this is the latest shipment. They bought up two thousand PlayStation fives. And I know listenership. My brother Chuck, he's shaking his head right now. <laughs> I think that the kids call it SMFH shaking my fucking head. I'm shaking my it's head. It's one well. of the acronyms here. Yeah, I think I think it's one of the acronyms. I was shaking my head, bro. I'm like, the reasoning was why I was really shaking my head. Yeah, dude. It, it, yeah, dude was like, it, like one of the grandmaster plan. He tried to make himself sound like Robin Hood, Men in Tights. He was like, yeah. oh, I'm stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. He said, "Uh, well, since we're flipping, we're buying up all of the consoles, ruining every child's Christmas. We're doing that, I know. But we're doing it because my guys need to be able to put food on the table. How many occupations could you do other than stealing kids' Christmases? The, the many, I believe, so many, um, other many other occupations, right? Um, you can paint. Uh, that's that's not even an occupation. That's more of a. a it's a trade, you know, but it's a thing that you it's can a trade. Do. Yeah, but yeah, Nicky yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's some yeah. People can paint. You can do so many other things than stealing kids' Christmas. That's are, for sure. Or holidays. Are you good with your hands, sir? Yeah, are you and, good and, with yeah, your for hands? sure. Pick up a trade. Uh, do electrical work. Do a vi- uh, there's some great a, trades out a, there. A, a vocation, roto rooters hiring, hiring. You know, there's <laughs> some sure. great trades out there. We need more people focus on trades. Nobody so, so. ever's talking about being a plumber, bro. It's the same mm-hmm. dude. Great, great occupation. Yeah, it's the same. Absolutely. Dude who was like? But yeah, two thousand PS fives. Uh, it's it's exploitation at its finest, right? Like folks, it's just greed at its finest. Nobody needs to. No one needs that, that These, many. Uh, bots and, and scalpers and things like that are out of control nowadays. Like, think about this logically, right? By their logic, they're doing us a service by making us pay more than we need to for something we can get elsewhere. No, no that's... Uh... <laughs> That two plus two does not equal four, right there. I, I'll tell you that much. I'm trying to, I try, I tried the Pythagorean theorem. That didn't work. It didn't work. That does not add up. You're not helping. You're not helping the people in that instance. No. You know, if you were helping the people, you would get two thousand of them, make them more accessible by uh, and, 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 and give them to for retail. Show us your tricks. And, and, yeah, since since we couldn't get them online, how do you help the people get them? And maybe charge a little commission, like a little fee, right? Because you facilitated uh, the delivery fee or something. Yeah. I don't know. Shipping and yeah. handling. You That's know, the handling part. Because you're like a personal <laughs> shopper service. Now you're a yeah. service. Now niggas can just subscribe. Like people who are mm-hmm. like sneakerheads that uh, they can subscribe. A rare painting. 
um, only a certain number of copies are getting made or something like that, just to find that yeah. number. Or, um, yeah, copies of the original, but it's copied by the artists themselves. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so you can just be sitting in line, but they'll sit in line for you or one of their... Yeah, something like that. Right, right, right. We'll be exactly. sitting in line for you to make that shit happen. There's got to be a market for that with people who can't wait to buy shit. I'm a I mean, because it's anyway. it's hard enough as it is nowadays, right? You're fighting against, you know, not only supply and demand, but you're also uh, fighting against these bots, right? That mm-hmm. are programmed to sit in a certain queue in line and purchase with all your, your card information, and everything else automatically. It's quicker than any human eye and, and hand-eye coordination could be clicking through a, a Walmart checkout. You know what I mean? So it's, it's uh, you're fighting against some, some, unfair odds to get anything that's a, a big ticket item nowadays anyway. So um, if somebody really wants to do some good and purchase 2000 PS fives, I think we've, we, we've got some ideas on how we can help reach out. <laughs> I think we have some ideas. <laughs> yeah. We can help you be a better person than, the, than flipping it for $2,000. In fact, since the, I mean, podcast trademark copyright about, me, nigga. <laughs> um, you can't steal that shit. <laughs> you can't steal. Exactly. You heard it here, nigga. Yeah, it's, yeah you cool heard it here. <laughs> so, yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? We might have to right. put our minds together, our hemis. You know, like we got to put our heads together and see what we can do about this. <laughs> starts with being a decent damn person. I will tell you that. That's, that's probably, probably the first thing it starts with. Right there. <laughs> you got to want to want to do better. And they don't. Niggas don't. <laughs> They really don't want Man. to do better. I, I, you know, it's more fun being a villain. <laughs> yeah, understand? yeah. You know what's crazy about that, though? There's an intelligence to someone who wants to be a villain. Like, villains aren't necessarily dummies. They already yeah, done exactly checks in. You know, <laughs> the movie with the little orangutan and, like, Lord Rutledge <laughs> was, you know. But the dude who chased the Pongo Pygmaeus, that nigga, right. <laughs> he was just a goon. Just a goof. Right. Right? Just a doof. So it's different than like a villain, like someone from like Die Hard. Like he's like in 17 seconds, if you don't hang up the phone and go to the next spot, <laughs> I will blow up your mom's cafe. And it's like, no, all right, all right, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're intelligent. Mandark, intelligent. It's uh, Mandark, intelligent. You know who else is intelligent? Um, Moriarty. If you've ever seen Sherlock, series Sherlock, mm. great series. But um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, um, but yeah, Moriarty on there, he was a mastermind as well, right? Like Mandark, definitely Mandark. Ah ha ha. Ah ha ha. Had plenty <laughs> of space up there for all types of plants. So many plants. He definitely had inflated cranium, so. Uh, <laughs> plenty of space <laughs> in his brain and his skull for deviousness. Yeah, for deviousness, for sure. <laughs> As as I'm trying to understand, it's like, man, no, villains are intelligent. So I think that they would have, you know, they would have arrived at, "Mm, now I'm going to do it because of these reasons. I'm not about to be like, um, you know, our people got to eat. I'm like, do you know what people do to eat, though? Man. Word for me. Yeah, it's just. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it does suck when, like, you're, you're, you know, because I got a PS5 retail, of, luckily, right? Um, and it was only by an error in the Walmart ordering system. I had to click about 86 times, refreshing, throwing card information in, right? It was a mess. Um, but I, I luckily got one. Um, but 
seeing some of my buddies that I play with, right, struggle for weeks on end trying to get one. And I'm waiting for that moment, right, because I want to play my new PS5 and enjoy it with friends, right? That's that's part of what gaming is, is a community of friends and fellowship, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching my buddy struggle to get one, or, you know, decent guys, right? And then I see people online selling 15 <laughs> for $1,400, right? It's just like, come on, man. Like, did you really have to do this? Did you have to, you know, you're, you're robbing people of, of good memories right now. So I have a lot many, of memories of gaming, right? So many memories. I'm thinking about all, so all of the PS5 people right now who have the PS5 or like you. Like, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. But, man, <laughs> the PS5. Friends had one. Yeah, the PlayStation community is truly a community. Like we play our PS5s together. Like sometimes if somebody or a couple of the crew, they're out living life and doing things like fixing up the house and doing this and that, maybe working a little Mm. bit more than usual to stack up for Christmas, you know, for the babies. They're not on, and so you're not so inspired to play. So you're just watching anime or something instead. So you're not even playing, even though you got one sitting there. Like that's how shit's going. I'm sure. Because so many people don't have this thing. I got a question yeah. for you. What kind of nigga, man, is the kind of nigga that would spend, I don't know, four to five to six times the amount of the actual value of the product to get the product because they don't have the mindset at all to be patient enough to just get it for its regular price when it comes out soon it ain't about to be forever they got a giant gigafactory multiple fact they're coming bro if not now a few weeks mm-hmm. from now january man it's right here <laughs> why right you, right why you buying why you buying it five times and only getting one console nigga I, I feel like people are just, um, I mean. they're in the moment, right? People are trying to just, just caught up in this moment, right? Where, oh. where, you know, you're staying home and things like that. Hopefully you are. Um, but you're yearning to play this game. It's been seven years. It's been 2013, right? Since the last one came out, you're looking for that new technology and you're like, I want to capitalize on that as fast as possible. Is it reasonable to spend $2,000 on a $500 console? I don't believe so. Do are people out there doing it? Yeah, they are. Are they enabling scalpers? Right, <laughs> a little bit, right? Because now yes. it's like, oh, I have an audience. I have people who will buy this for this much. If there was mm-hmm. a resounding nigga now out there, they wouldn't be so prominent, <laughs> yeah. right? right. <laughs> they need people. That's it, yeah. <laughs> they need dummies. Dummies need dummies. You yeah. know. That's the only way it works, I feel like, maybe. I know? feel like that's the only way it works, is you got some Goombas out there willing to drop 2500 Of Who knows what that was supposed to be a portion to. <laughs> right, right, yeah, reckless abandon. I don't know if even they are, they are eating after that. Like, what, what was that money spent already? Damn, um, was it spent? Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would be that person. I don't know if I could be that person to, you know, willingly do that. I feel like I would be patient enough to wait for the next round. And I, I think, I think they'll, they'll come around with another round here. You know, maybe just after the new year or something, right? Um, get that Black Friday push of demand out. 
you know, and uh, and hopefully have something rolling out, you know, around the holidays or right after the new year. Yeah. We'll see. I'm seeing people already put stuff online about a PS5 Pro. Uh, <laughs> and so the cycle continues. The cycle continues. I always think about that sort of thing. Like when I look at, you know, I'm a weirdo. When I look at things, um, consumer behavior, I just look at um, the way that people move and what's sort of um, getting them to move that way. And I just think about the kind of person it takes to make that kind of stupid move. <laughs> so, so that's why I kind of frame the question that way. Like, what kind of person? <laughs> what kind of person does this? Because it's the same person that would do some other dumb shit over here in another arena. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of person. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like but it's kind of going back to what we were discussing, right? Almost like the Mandark and the Moriarty thing, right? Um, if 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 uh, supply is is the villain like that, then it's calculated, right? If, uh-huh. The way that, that all these products are marketed to us are, are intentional, right? It's the same thing as going back to that. It's, it's, it's villainous at a certain point, and they're smart. <laughs> it's calculated, right? Everything's planned out. Diabol- uh, diabolical schemes, and, and here we are buying it up. By design. It's like because Sony's been doing this since you and I were babies. So these Little niggas guy. know. They Plus, they're already winning this war that people made up. So by far and away, so they know how many of these fucking things to build, dog. <laughs> build as many as niggas got PS4s for starters, right? So yeah, so they can just Think replace their PS4. <laughs> you ain't got the numbers, <laughs> exactly, Chuck. Right. You own it. When you said this shit is by design, it's diabolical, and they're getting this right, so they're creating this notion of famine. So that we have a feast, right? So no one has a, these, these bots have a feast mentality, right? So they're just buying everything, but they're creating. So it's the same way that like De Beers, the diamond company, I I want to say back in the early thirties or early forties, they bought up all of the mines around the world, um, eased of here so that they could, um, create scarcity and manufacture scarcity. Once they can manufacture scarcity, you can control all of the supply lines. You can control, you mm-hmm. are supply and demand. So if you say that shit's low, diamonds are diamonds are super plentiful, even so plentiful you can make, like you can synthesize a diamond mm-hmm. out of like coal, right? Mm-hmm. Some things like that. But the diamonds, the diamond itself is pretty, it, it's plentiful. But if you can, it makes sense now when you think about it. It's like, oh, it's tons of these things. So let's just act like there ain't very many of these things and that they're rare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack the fucking price up. Also, we got to make them for forever. How do, how do we do that? Well, you know, I know Americans, at least, they're silly when it comes to holidays and shit. So they're very sentimental. So let's, um, a diamond is forever will be the campaign. So it was actually one of the first, if not the first real campaign for a product in that way and made into a tradition for like Valentine's day. And so they found Mm -hmm. marriage. So they combined this manufacturing of scarcity for diamonds, the beers, I want to say it was the company and they combined that with marriage. So now it's a requirement for niggas. Like you can't propose to your girl to set. Well, all right. People don't think that you can compose. um, Yeah. People don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. woman With a sapphire. Like, nigga, mm-hmm. would you get this blue thing? Which is still a beautiful gem. Right? I think it's 
Bro, it would be a beautiful. I, I like gym. colors. It's gorgeous. Yeah, and rubies and, rubies and shit. <laughs> yeah, I was the weird Absolutely. kid. I was into those jewels that have color, not this clear shit. I I agree. I'm I'm looking at. I mean, the diamond's cool and all, but I'm looking at a diamond saying, yeah. You know, I, I, it's cool, but with, there's a red one over here. Did y'all see this? And this one has like different swirls in it. I mean, like, I, I figured that would be cooler than the clear one, but. How many clear things do we have, though? So I see a diamond. It's another clear thing. I see through a lot of shit. Uh, cups in the kitchen. That's about it. Yeah. Cups. Glassware. Glassware. You know but I mean, yeah, I guess that's been attributed with elegance, right? For a while, just like Crystal has and. Everything else. They conditioned us right to think that's valuable. Oh, that colorful thing? No, it's not. So, <laughs> to where they rate a diamond, well, this diamond's cloudy and it's clouded. Also, it's got things in it. Yeah, so it's not pure. Oh, purity. Those are intangible. Like, those are subjective things. Like, but they try to create <laughs> this, you know, this uh, canon out of it. Like, nope, that diamond's mm-hmm. not clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not a color yeah, like that, sure. though. Which is dope. It's green. It's green. <laughs> yeah, different types of green too. All kinds of different greens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how um how you know, even everything's calculated, I feel like. Um they, you know, a lot of research has been done um since people have been purchasing things to, to tap into why they do it, how they do it, uh what patterns they do it in and um just capitalizing on, on those opportunities, you know. Villain is at its finest, but here we are. But uh, to go to the PS5 experience, though. Please, please, please. At the end of the day, Sony made a fantastic product. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, I say all that to say, oh, uh, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. Uh, It's a great, great, great console, in my opinion. So specific. Um, and for for a few different reasons. Number one, I feel like it's uh, uh, starting with the controller. I think the controller's ergonomic. Even right? more so? It, I think it has, I, yes, even more so. I think In what ways? Walk, it has a more full feel. Walk us through that. Okay, full feel. It's so, heavier. So you prefer something more like the, uh, hmm, just more full. Okay. So if the controller's a little slimmer in profile, like the PS4, all of the PlayStation remotes, really. It's the mm-hmm. same one, right? Um, is it more of a struggle if you have, like, longer fingers to pull them back to hit the buttons properly? But if it's the proper fit, it's like, cool, everything's right there. Mm-hmm. My thumbs are... It's all preference, right really. Uh-huh. It's all, you know, when it comes to controls and things like that, a lot of it's preference just on how you like to play and whatnot. But for me, it's about um, being comfortable. And, and being able to play for long periods of time without any fatigue, you know, fatigue in your hands or cramping or anything like that. Right. Um, overcompensation. Right. Because I do have bigger hands trying to like, you know, uh, use the controller. So like uh, this one feels a lot more, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of, your, your hand kind of folds around it a little bit easier for me. Like, right. Especially in the palm area to where it's easier just to hang on to the controller. You don't feel like your, your fingers are wrapping all the way around it. Um, it's, it's good. It's a good controller. Uh, I like I like the little details they did too. Uh, they took out the the colored X uh, circle triangle square. Mm-hmm. You know how it was blue, red, green, and uh, like a pinkish color. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. So they took that out. So now it's just clear in the background. So I, I think that's a nice touch. You're right. It, Ooh. Um, Does it light yeah. up? Yeah. 
Um, it still has the the backlit pad in the middle. Okay, but yeah. the um, the symbols themselves are just clear. Just clear, right? Okay. Just clear, which is which is a neat, you know, different touch to the the all white profile and everything. It looks nice. I think I see what you're saying. That's kind of what I was getting at when you were talking about it having a fuller feel. I find myself after playing or holding on to that small remote for that long. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have long fingers, but I have large palms. So I still have a big hand, mm-hmm. even though my fingers aren't long. Um, after a while, you get tired of holding the remote because you got to squeeze the remote. Cause you exactly. feel like it's going to slip through your fingers. Exactly. <laughs> I think this sh- one just feels better. It, oh, yeah. All right. I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Cause now you're uh, haptic. Just rest. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, the haptic feedback. I was I was excited for that. Um, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if it capitalized on that excitement the the way I thought it would. It it it's cool. I think I'll need to try it on like a, a FPS, right? Something where there's like a bow and arrow, or you know, uh, an AR that I'm shooting or something like that to see that haptic feedback in the trigger. Mm. Uh, but I tried it on 2K, and I, I don't really care for it. Uh, with the fatigue, that the, the idea is that as your player gets more fatigue throughout the game, the trigger gets harder to pull for your turbo. Oh. In Uh-oh. theory. Is that kind of feedback? Yeah. In theory, it sounds great, right? In theory, it's like, ooh, that's kind of an interesting dynamic to gaming that I haven't experienced before until something like this. Uh-huh. Um, it's almost like when vibration came to the controller, right? In DualShock 2. You remember DualShock 2? DualShock 2. Guess what the game was that showcased it fully? Ape Escape. Ape Escape, yeah, it was. Ape Escape was the game, the flagship game that they used to fully unroll this new technology called the PlayStation mm-hmm. DualShock 2 controller. And then they started oh, man, coming I... out with the colorways. Yeah, I remember how excited we were as kids whenever we would... Um... You know, like like trigger that right when you hear you would trigger that. And we're like, oh, feel it. You know, like it's crazy. <laughs> um, you know, and, and we thought that was revolutionary, but it was. Uh, and it was at the time. Yeah, it was at the it time. Was. It actually was. They never and, really went back from it. It's been that ever since. Really, they added the six axis, but how many years later? Yeah, and I, I don't feel like the six axis had that same effect, right? I, honestly, as far as like controller innovation, shit, man. you forget yeah. that it even existed. Like turning your yeah, um, like the Wii maybe you know capitalize on that the most. But mm-hmm. with this controller, the haptic feedback is close to that DualShock Two experience, right? Where it's just like this is kind of kind of cool. This is brand new to me, but I, I feel like I'll, I'll need to play different types of games and experience it in different ways. Because for Two K, I just don't know if it quite works. Because it's just uh, basketball, and it's just the you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah, basketball has a dynamism, but within the sport, mm-hmm. but necessarily not within gaming. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the game really remains the same, but it's a whole lot of other features. You're living a whole life now. It's like an augmented reality itself. Like you're living in mm-hmm. 2K world. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? But outside of. Uh, gaming advances the game itself yeah i mean come on it's a world mm-hmm. it, like it's an rpg but for basketball lovers yeah absolutely it really is like you're absolutely, developing yeah. these characters and everything they got storylines and shit and that shit changes they have a city time. now <laughs> wow really 
Yeah, there's this called the city. So it used to be the neighborhood, right? Um, people call it park, but now it's now it's called the city. And uh, you you really there's really a, like a almost like a downtown. There's a, a strip mall with all these different shops where you can get your your gear from. It's uh, they put some thought into it for sure. It's it's got a map, decent sized map. So it's pretty interesting. That's what I'm the world's getting bigger in these games, and I love it. I'm all for it. Speaking of big world, Cyberpunk. 2077 is around the corner right here. They're really ramping that up when it comes. To, yeah, like they're really, really breaking that down. Speaking of cyberpunk shit, there was um, I'm caught up. So they just dropped episode nine of Akudama Drive, mm. and it's pretty much that's the whole aesthetic is cyberpunk. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. I'm still trying to care about the characters and everyone in it, but it's just such a beautiful thing to look at. It's like a tech, mm-hmm. it's like a technological marvel as far as the art, the the artistry. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah. Some animes you'll watch just for that alone. It's like, man, this is 24 minutes of just wow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Looking um, at the particle effects and yeah. everything. Yeah, I'm looking at all of this stuff because once you see enough anime, now you're just looking for what separates them, right? Right. Some of them you dive into. Like, I have one piece for just straight up unparalleled storytelling and world building. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got that fixed right there. This, though, one piece is not doing this. So I'm watching this for this. Because mm-hmm. no, like, no one right. else has done this ever, ever before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at with that. Um, Attack on Titan season four, the final season. I think that's around the corner, isn't it? Yes, I saw, I dropped the trailer, um, Netflix Philippines put the trailer out, which is weird why Netflix <laughs> does this, but in the Philippines, <laughs> it'll be here December 11th. They ain't say shit about here. Right. I reckon it'll be uh, somewhere around that uh, vicinity. Okay. It's got to be soon. It's got to yeah, be around yeah. this time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're not about to have it way before, because again, they're they're gonna find a way to put it out there anyway. Crunchyroll about to have it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that needs to happen. But what's interesting about that? Watching that trailer, have you seen? No, like you haven't seen the trailer. But if you've seen the trailer, you're looking at it like, wow, they just now began, like really began to explain the world as they now truly understand it, and it's about to be over with. <laughs> <laughs> and that world they now know about is coming down. You see where I'm coming from, though. Like I spent yeah. all of these years having no fucking clue. Loving the show, it's beautiful. I love the characters, even and the character mix. I love the artistry, the artwork, and the enhancements that they've made from season to season. All of this, the music, the scoring, everything about it. But you also was completely in the dark, and I love that aspect. No one knew what the fuck was going on. The characters didn't know what the fuck was going on. Everybody was mm-hmm. wrong about everything all the time. We were right. too. So it was kind of a who done it as well. You know what I'm saying? Like clothes, the yeah. board game. You know, like, I don't know if Colonel Mustard's the armor titan. I'm, shit, I'm not sure. <laughs> Colonel Mustard. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who, man. And you find out, you're like, oh shit. But so it had that like that element, that murder mystery element to it. But mm-hmm. you didn't understand how the world worked. Or what world was real 
And then mm-hmm. season four, the final season trailer comes up. I'm like, damn, we might need another season. But I hope that they just, I guess they're going ham with double episodes. Yeah. And this right. fourth one, because there's so much explaining to do. And tiny, Yeah, a lot of explaining to do. It's a yep. lot of explaining Absolutely. to do for one season. Yeah. And their season is at least long. Yeah. And it's almost like at least they can't keep us guessing as an audience, too. A lot of times you you watch characters guess about what's going on and you're like you're you're in the audience of predicting everything right like oh i kind of know where this story is going now i'm just gonna watch aaron or whoever else right just be lost now you mad at them characters for being so yeah making dumb decisions dumb yeah yeah like isn't this so (laughs) obvious but at least they're keeping us guessing too right like we're looking at aaron like okay aaron you're lost i'm lost too so we're we're just at least we they're they're taking this journey together of not knowing what the hell is going on so i mean i'm glad i'm glad the writers and stuff did that right I love that we're in the same boat together, man. Like, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. Because I'm like, I feel you, Aaron. I feel you, Mikasa. I feel all of these emotions, too. Like, it's that's got to be hard as a writer to do. It's to get everyone to feel some of the same emotions at the same time for mm-hmm. all of this time. It's like, damn, man. Even how they showed um, they were, I don't know if it was, um, I think it was the Scout Regiment. But they were sent, like, they were walking outside the wall, but along the wall. Mm-hmm. And... They did this because at nighttime, no one knew this until we just found this out. I think Hanje probably came up with this information because she's the psycho scientist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with Captain Levi, but she was like, they sleep at night. Oh, like cows, right? Mm-hmm. So they're basically cattle. So they sleep at night. <laughs> and so now it's time to move. The thing is, ain't no, ain't no lights out there. So they they illustrated everything in a way that put you in first person. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All, all you saw was the hue, um, the outer light rim that the torches made. It was like walking. You know, like you open them doors in Resident Evil. He goes, <laughs> and so when that happens right. in that cutscene. There might be Nemesis just chilling right there on the other side. (laughs) And you just see him immediately and you're like, go. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) It had the same feel. I'm like, this show's incorporating so many elements of suspense that I love. When they're writing the story, we don't know what's going on. No one knows what's going on. The characters don't either. We're in this together. And it's the same Mm -hmm. fucking thing with how they build tension. I'm like, dog, yeah. I hope we don't just walk into a... I said we. I hope that we don't just walk into a Titan. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm looking, I can't, looking left and right. I can't see either. Yeah, I'm looking left you and right. You hear something? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, I hope we don't walk yeah. smack into a Titan, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and you're saying, uh, does it, does a, a Kuma, you said a Kuma Drive, does that kind of put you in, like immerse you in its animation um, yeah. in a similar way or... Akudama Drive, so that's what I'm going Akuda crazy Drive. over. Even though it's it's brand, it's like it's a brand newborn baby, and it's show. So it's okay. currently in 2020. This is its first season. It's in season right now. So I'm not tripping over the fact that I still don't necessarily. I'm beginning to care about some characters, but mm-hmm. they they don't even fuck with each other for real, for real yet. They're gelling. I'm not sure how long the seasons are going to be. Because you and I, we've watched so many animes where sometimes it don't even get cooking until shit. 
Yeah, 30, 40 episodes 50 in. 50 right? episodes, and like that season has like 79 episodes. So I'm like, I don't know what they're about to do. But what I do know is this has to be super expensive. Mm, so okay. I'm thinking that it ain't about to be a shit ton of episodes per season, but it could mm-hmm. be. This is also um Hero. I'm saying it wrong, probably. Sorry, Otaku's. Um, Hero who did Naruto and did Bleach and did mm-hmm. Black Clover. They are okay. combined with Tokyo Games, a video game company. They tend to have buku bucks. So you have true this funding, but this funding as well. So maybe they can afford to tell the story exactly the way that they want to tell it um, mm-hmm. at the speed or pace that they want to tell it for as long as they want to tell it. And it's still be animated at this level and at this quality. Right. But it looks expensive. And so I'm like, it might not be like 50 episodes or anything like that per season. But I'm just giving it time I mean, for me to give a shit about, you know, various. Yeah. In, in my experience of watching anime, I, I've been lucky enough to be able to binge it up pretty much every time, you yeah. know, besides with the exception of. You know, One Punch Man, My Hero, things that are a little bit newer, Demon Slayer, Tower of God, things like that, a little bit newer. Uh, I've been able to binge it. So I've been able to get through those story arcs at my pace, right? And I don't have, I haven't had to rely on the pace of the, the, the attackers and things, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and that's, uh, that, that's got to be different, you know, having to wait <laughs> for the next episode and then what's going to develop, right? So, it just Good thing be over. Have <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like what you know, like when One Piece done. one's over and you're like, cool, I got five on them all anyway, so let's get, <laughs> let's get to work. Yeah, let's get to work, right. Nah, but this shit and what you forget about is how tightly up to the very last second they write these. So I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh it's over and then it's just mm-hmm. over and then you just gotta wait until next week and shit. Mm-hmm. I ain't done that since I was in like high school. Since Dragon Ball Z. Since Dragon Ball Z, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But to answer I remember. Question, go ahead. Yes. I was going to say, I remember you recording the each episode on VHS, on the VHS tapes. How many VHS tapes? That would be a hobby of mine, right? So I would go to the store, CVS or Walgreens, whatever, and I would just get tapes because those tapes were for one thing and one thing only. <laughs> to record the world's strongest that's coming on Saturday morning dead zone mm-hmm. slow that I had the movies allegedly listeners allegedly. out there who might be the <laughs> 12 <laughs> allegedly, I, allegedly I in theory uh, will put these motherfuckers all of them the whole season on mm-hmm. tape mm-hmm. and just rewatch them <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. yep yeah. But uh, to answer your question about Akudama Drive, yes, yes, a resounding yes. The world itself, I just can't shake. I can't get away from. It's just some of the most beautiful combinations of colors and lights and effects, particle and otherwise. Even the water is expensive. Yeah. See, in animation, I know this myself because, uh, you know, I have animators as friends, but... um water is expensive <laughs> water is yeah. probably the most expensive thing used to be in cartoons the most expensive thing to animate so that's why in certain shows maybe that water is fog or it's ice or something that doesn't flow mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying 
Because yeah. in film school, they taught us about animation and production. So running a show, creating a show, these are the things that a producer has to think about. The money man. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, so all right, so it's a cartoon. It's going to be how long? Okay, okay. Um, the water, though. I'm reading, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading here in the script like it's what's the all water kinds of water. Like, what's the water about to be doing? Can we freeze <laughs> this, make it fall, dry ice? Can it be in the distance so it doesn't have to move as much? Yeah. Can it be off like afar? It, yeah. Because if it's going to be up close, it's going to... Okay, so two episodes. Not seven of the water thing. Does this have to be a water tribe? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I'll be looking at shit like that too, like when I'm watching stuff. And so even the water was gorgeous. I'm like, this is wild, man. The tears, mm-hmm. everything. Like you start seeing rainbow like you see the lights from the city bouncing off of and this is in japan japan bouncing off of the um the tears the tears that are hitting the water i'm like man man they're going crazy with the budget right and i like how they'll pick and choose what shots are the money shots and those shots are instruments but there are other shots in akutam and drive that are classic Mm-hmm. And I don't trip about that. I'm like, nah, like this world is crazy. And it's just amazing that these characters get to live in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's what I'm hoping for out of Cyberpunk, right? Like to, to draw that parallel again, right? That's what I'm hoping for out of Cyberpunk. This night city. I want this to be something something that's that you you just get completely immersed in, right? Where you're looking at the signs and the different storefronts and you know the people walking around and you know, what are they wearing, right? And how tall are they? Like, I want this world to be dynamic and, and hopefully um, hopefully, Cyberpunk captures that, right? Because I'm excited for that. This is supposed to be all of that and more, right? But uh, we'll see in a couple of days. So what are some of the... All right, so aside from it being, you know, in Cyberpunk fashion, just night all the time mm-hmm. so that you can drive home the world, like mm-hmm. Judge Dredd and all that uh, shit, what are some of the elements? Because I haven't really looked into cyberpunk. I, I know of it, know about it. I've, I've, I've heard rumblings of how excited everyone is about it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the world alone that's like crazy? Because no one's really done that for real. It's it's the storytelling too, apparently, right? It's like how much control you have over your path. You remember those old Goosebumps books mm-hmm. where you, you could turn a page, like, turn to page forty-seven. And this happens, and then like you're reading a couple pages through, and it's turned back to page twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it's it, you have that type of decision making in cyberpunk, right? Where if I choose to respond to this person, um, maybe arrogantly or you know with kindness or whatever else it may be, right? Then that's going to determine how the rest of the story plays out in my relationship to this faction or this part of the neighborhood or whatever else. Uh, should be, yeah. So it's like future fable. Future fable. Who? Future fable. Who? Yeah. Okay. So it's an action. It's an action RPG, right? Um, some first person shooter elements, <laughs> you know, and things like that in there. So it, it seems like it blends a, a couple different genres well. Can these cats scrap? Can the character? Uh, can he fight? Is he a ninja? Is he just a cat trying to make it and he'll throw hands if he needs to? Push come to shove, kind of like in uh, The Last of Us. Like, he wasn't a ninja or a karate master, but he'll beat a nigga mm-hmm. up if he had to. Yeah. But it, it would be a struggle because they're very human. 
And it ain't like I used to be a UFC fighter. Just so happens, I'm I'm the main character in a uh, a post apocalyptic, and I'm giving niggas hands <laughs> left and right. It's like, nah, nah, you might get your ass beat throughout the game, but you'll be mm-hmm. okay. But you about to get these lumps. <laughs> I, I'm I'm I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of still figuring that out. There's there's different ways you can start the storyline. So you can start off as like a corporate executive. Oh, shit. in this in this this high end tech company right and your storyline of of the entire game starts off differently because you already have access to um there's there there's modded beings they're modded people so you know cyberpunk has all this technology where you can put in a new eyeball that can see through walls and stuff right like that's the whole premise okay um and these tech conglomerates like you can start off like a corporate you know leader or something like that um, in, in this big tech conglomerate. Or you can start off as uh, somebody who's born in the slums, right? And and has to make their way up. And they do odds odds and ends for some of the dealers and stuff throughout the city to make ends meet, right? Or you can start off as some third character, right? So the story, how you start it, is going to be different for every character. And then you do, so you, you may not just be a badass from the get-go you know, or depending on the story you pick to start off with, you may be a badass from the get go, but then you get knocked down a couple of pegs. I don't know. So everybody right? gets to buy this game, and everybody's about to buy a different game, unique to the way that they've decided to approach the game and play. The essentially, game. yeah. Who? Yeah, essentially, yeah. That's the idea behind it, right? The execution we'll find out here in the. A little bit, but that's the idea behind it. Is oh. that there's a lot of different ways this game can be played in a lot of different directions the story can go. Okay. So I take it this will come out after the new year. No, no, this is December tenth. Oh shit, son. <laughs> you yeah, already this have this on pre order, I'm sure is already about to be Absolutely. A All right. Absolutely. This is December tenth. Oh man. This is around the corner, yeah. Tell me about your Secret Labs. Yo, Secret Labs, I know y'all niggas don't sponsor me at the moment, but man, we're about to just spend a moment and just discuss the majestic throne that is the Secret Lab Titan. Chuck, how does it make you feel with the blackity black, black on black, CB4 black? Uh, First off, thank you, Secret Labs. Um, So, sponsor my brother. Uh, The... Secret Lab share is amazing. I, I, you know, I, when I sat in it for the first time, man, I sat in it for like a good six hours straight. I didn't get up again um, <laughs> because it was it was so comfortable and, and fit my posture perfectly. You know, so. Um, but you know, you kind of think like, dang, what's what's the last seating experience I've had that's been this good? What's the last thing I've sat on that's been this comfortable? Besides your couch, maybe, but like. It's not a it's not an office chair, right? You just don't get to sit on things that are this comfortable that often. I've never invested so heavily in the thing that I sat on, except for like <laughs> my, my truck. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was about to be mm-hmm. super plush. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not in that motherfucker for seven hours. Right, exactly. Having the time of my life every hour and me not having a dip in my physicality or my energy because my body's getting strained and stressed because it's not ergonomically sound in the way mm-hmm. that I'm sitting. But I'm sitting in a thing that's designed for me to remain here for forever if I chose. 
And you can. Yeah. Like, you got to go, well, I guess I'll get up and move. But your body feels <laughs> just right. Just as. Booming's not as comfortable as this is. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> because, I mean, you have the 4D adjustments for your arms. You can do the T-Rex thing or you can extend them just a little bit. You know, if mm-hmm. you know if you you know if you got the gibbon arms, you can extend them a little bit with the extendos. You can drop it down a little bit. You can lift them up a little bit. Your shoulders get a little tight. You know, if you got the traps mm-hmm. like I do, you just drop it a little bit there, and you just mm-hmm. sitting there, just perfect. It's got the tilt control. What haven't they? It's features on this chair. I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Feature, features on this chair is enough of a statement right like there's features <laughs> on this chair this chair has features i'm surprised they don't come out with an add-on a dl a dlc pack <laughs> in, in six months oh, well, ha- there's some downloadable feed, content now feedback rumble pack bro <laughs> yeah, we need, download our new vibration technology or something like bro i got the uh this chair is about 105 pounds it's the heaviest thing man Chuck, it's bizarre how well, how sturdy this thing is. It's insane. I was like, oh, can't move it. Okay. It's solid. I know that for a yeah, fact. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah. It can't not exactly. be solid weighing 191 pounds. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. That's for sure. I feel like this is the same. They use, they use the same screws that uh, they used to hold bridges up. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> big iron steel screws. Yo. Same thing. The same shit the Hogarth used to keep Iron Giant together. Them same screws. <laughs> that same Hogarth screw, right? In the the Hogarth screw the hell to, to, to hold his fucking jawline together. <laughs> yeah, his jawline together, right? That's that same screw. It's insane, man. It was funny. Your chair. Hogarth. Hogarth. Shout out to Hogarth. Shout out to. Shout out to Hogarth. Oh, my gosh, man. I wonder what he's up Iron to Giant. Days. The Iron Giant. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there. They've got the um, what other feature? Oh, I was still finding like insignias and shit. Like if you look on the uh the arm joint, and that too, the year, yeah, the cra- the crafted year, the stitched in the year, hand yeah. stitched year. And I looked down and I saw on the uh the arm it says Secret Labs right there, and it's all emblazoned mm-hmm. in metal. Yes. It's the little things, right? It's the little touches of quality that blow even my the mind. packaging. Mm-hmm. The oh. way the pa- way when I unravel it, right? I, when you take I didn't want to destroy the nothing, did you? No, I didn't. It looks so meticulously done. I was like, nah, they wanted this to just be a keepsake. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> keep the <laughs> so, box for when you move and you want to take your secret lab with you. Yes, just deconstruct it and put it back in the box. That's a, that's the type of box it was. It came you with all of, of the tools that you needed. To construct it, and even that had the insignias emblazoned. I'm like, I'm keeping all of this. Like, this is just for everything. <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah, this is coming everywhere I go. This it's just beautiful. I appreciate good like good packaging mm-hmm. when it comes to a product. You know, I appreciate that. Well, because I've gotten tons of bad packaging. It's an experience, right? Yeah. Just like remember the remember remember when you saw that that blue of that box. Take us back. That one hot. That one Christmas, right? Take us back to how difficult it was. So when the PS2 came out, people can get PlayStation ones because no one knew what was up, right? <laughs> the first thing of its kind. But when the PS2 came out, because people were super high off of the PS1, right? Mm-hmm. The jam packs alone. How up with the rapper? Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding? Jet Moto. Right. 
So we was like, I can't wait till the PS2 come out. It's going to be better. It's run by a thing called Orbius. <laughs> Remember that? All them code names and shit. Right. Drum up interest. I'm like, oh, Orf, Orbius. This sounds crazy. It's got how many cores? Two? <laughs> right. right. So then they showed the box. And I was like, they made it electric blue. Mm-hmm. And then and then this is when they got fancy with the design. I don't mm-hmm. think consoles were thinking about anything on an artistic level until then. Not the like not the PlayStation, not the you know, you know no one knew any better. No. Plus, it was the only thing like it. But now, it was a great box before then. No one gave a shit about the box before then. I don't even know what the PlayStation box looked like. I think it. You just went to the market. You want? I want that PlayStation. Like you're at the carnival, and then they just hand they put it in you. the bag. Yeah, they just put it in a bag like a goldfish. It says thank you on it. <laughs> yes, and a fucking a dim sum restaurant thank you bag, and they just handed you this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. With the PlayStation, like like it was a goldfish that you want for your girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the ring toss. You know at the county fair. And you know that's that's how I remember getting the PS the PS one, but the PS two. I start thinking about aesthetics mm-hmm. and that changed the whole game like that's when they began to try to create movies for your ass right mm-hmm. all for the strength of final fantasy 7 really and square right so this was the new era of gaming that they were ushering in and so this blue box became the symbol of like a motherfucker's ability to get that and get out and get it um and mm-hmm. so they created this hysteria and this mass appeal of the symbol of Yes, I um I uh, I got something that's hard to get. So fam, listeners out there, and Chuck could uh, chime in when uh you know if there's any lapses, but essentially it was hard as fuck to get this PlayStation 2. We had never encountered something that was hard to get outside of the Furby. Remember the Furby <laughs> niggas? <laughs> the Furby. Tickle me Elmo you can get. In fact, they made plenty of those motherfuckers. Everyone got a Tickle Me Elmo. But the Furby was the newest craze. It was like Gizmo from uh, that fucking show. The movie. Gremlins. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, like, you mm-hmm. can feed them uh, water or some shit after midnight, right? Mm-hmm. So they created this hysteria. The Furbies were hard to get. And that was cool. No one was fucking checking for Furbies. We actually asked our parents if we can get a Furby. We actually bought into that bullshit, I think. But uh, <laughs> aside from that, the PS2. So they were super hard to get. And Pops and Ma, they would give us updates on their availabilities, the rumblings. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they kept their ear to the ground. Uh, we yeah, tried who's Target. looking for who? We tried Walmart. <laughs> we tried Funko Land. Shout out to Funko Land because that was the beginning of them uh, kind of GameStop media joints. play, media play. Yes, shout Circuit out to City, play. Circuit City, RIP, no longer with <laughs> us. They didn't all make it, but they uh, really broke the mold. So they're like, man, we tried, we tried, and they're good actors. I think that, that might have been what inspired me to, you know, follow my path, my my artistic path. But uh, we kept getting these negative ass uh, reports. And we're like, damn, it's cutting, it's cutting it close, mom and dad. Like, y'all got to, mm. you know what I'm saying? 
we knew who was coming up with the yeah, you know, the goods. You know what I'm saying? They weren't yeah, about we to blame their hard work on Santa Claus. <laughs> we was in a black household. They wanted to yeah, fucking he, know. Man, like nigga, no. You know I got up at no, five this nigga. morning. I got up today, spent <laughs> my money to give you things, nigga. I want credit. Fuck Santa Claus, nigga. I want credit. Oh uh, man. Circle hey, circle in this thing what you want, and I'm gonna go and get it. That was her Christmas. <laughs> but it was still all yeah. love. Like, you it know what I'm saying? Because they didn't spend their whole, our whole childhood lying to us. And I'm just, I'm just telling you the truth about how, how the world works from the jump. Yeah, I respect that. But they gave us a little bit of time to enjoy Santa Claus. They did. Up until maybe third grade. Mm-hmm. But then they got to us quick. Mm-hmm. We was the only kids looking at other kids like y'all some fucking fools, man. Look at these stupid. Yeah, you ain't no damn Santa Claus. Look at these doofs out here. I was in third grade judging people. I'm like, you Santa Claus? <laughs> oh, the weather outside is frightful. I'm like, y'all crazy. But okay, all right. But we weren't the kind of cats that were about to, sh- you know, rain on parades. We're like, you know what, man, that's crazy. Not at all. Everybody's happy. Let's, Everyone's that's, happy. that's cool with us. <laughs> and, it, and it was just the best time of the year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't lying. It was the most wonderful time of the year. Right. <laughs> you want getting your ass beat? For so no I'm reason? still with it. Right? Yeah, shit. Like you want getting your ass beat for no reason, and you ain't the best food of the year. <laughs> it was the most wonderful time of the year. Right. You know what I'm saying? The most yeah. gluttonous. You, you got what you asked for. Shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. <laughs> so mm-hmm. all hope was lost, listeners, in our heads and our minds. It was. And we had discovered where they would be keeping these presents. And our parents didn't start buying shit in, in November, like like the whites. Um, no, they would get it on Christmas Eve. This is classic. This is like watching Jingle All the Way. This is how I envisioned envision their trips, their shopping trips on Christmas Eve. They would always leave like 11 p.m., 10 p.m. because the stores would be open. Right. And they would be out there like you wouldn't hear them coming in or stumbling in until about mm-hmm. two in the morning, three in the morning, sometimes yeah, four right. in the morning. Right. Mm-hmm. Strategically, I don't know. Yeah. And you hear yeah. bad bags and shit. <laughs> you hear all kinds of things rustling. And then you would Might just, hear some tape for a second. And then you would be up like, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> and shit. You curl up into an even tighter ball. You kind of want to just peek around the corner, but you're like, nah, 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 nah. I'm not about to ruin my own surprise. Nah, nah I'm a child. Right. I just know I got some shit. And, yeah. and then you're listening to if things thump or vop, like what kind of sounds <laughs> the boxes might be making to try to get an image of how big the box might be or how small and what might be in the box to help it create that sound. And then we also found that they would store their things in the closet in their room. And we would just take a peek. We won't look inside of the packaging, but we just look at the shapes. Yeah, look at the shapes. We're just looking at we the stayed, shapes. We stayed true to the surprise. Yes. We really did. Like even though we found out one year where things were, we were just like, yeah, but it's not, it doesn't feel right if we look in. Yeah, it's not going to be the same. We still want that moment when we run downstairs, sixteen steps. I'll never forget the sixteen steps. Mm-hmm. I skip the last eight every time. <laughs> um, but uh, that feeling of just you know getting to the front of the tree and then you know they're sitting on the couch uh usually recovering bro they be fucked up on the couch every time every time usually recovering no yeah, good hey they be no good bro 
Mama just half comatose. From, from the night before. <laughs> watching those opening presents, right? Ooh. So, um, yeah, we, we stayed true to the surprise. Even though we, we found out where they were one year, we only looked at the shapes. That's it. We were advanced babies. Like, we really were because <laughs> we understood what it was all about, and it was the feelings. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to preserve the feelings. I knew that that feeling would be gone if I just knew what was up. What the fuck will my Christmas morning be like? I'm not rushing down to look at mm-hmm. shit. Not, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. You know, the same way you get when, like, the same nigga who always gets you socks for Christmas gets you some more socks right. for Christmas. Like, you don't have enough socks. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. Yeah. Man, this is, and it w- this is cool. And it wasn't just for us, right? We, wasn't, we weren't just preserving that feeling for us. We wanted them to see us surprised. We wanted, yes. you know, mom to see us surprised, right? Like, we, it was just, you know, it was, it was something for everybody, right? We we all like, this is a family real. thing. Yeah, all, all of it has to be real. All Even at the tender age of nine and five, mm-hmm. I think I think we had a concept of that, you know? So, listenership, we're at the point in the story where it's Christmas morning. <laughs> now. This was a lean time, and it's usually a lean time in their household. Uh, and things would probably be a little tight. Plus, on top of that, we weren't getting good reports back <laughs> from the field of the possibility that we would, on Christmas Day, have scored the highly heralded PS2. That is a PlayStation 2. So we're kind of moping. We're excited. We're hopeful. Also kind of moping. Tad bit. Just enough to manage our expectations. That way we didn't flip out or cry. Real thug tears. Down the insides of our face, of course, because we're men. Nine years old and five years old. Men, though. So we had to manage our expectations. And I'm kind of halfway like, nah, I mean, I expect we're going to get one. That's cool. I know that we're not going to not get one ever, but I figured we would have to wait a little bit. So I'm just shredding things, tearing things up. I know that the flat boxes are closed from like Lazarus or McAlpin's or Dillard's. No, those are Lazarus days. Yeah. Yeah. Lazarus days. Dillard's was weird. Yeah. So it was Lazarus. Like, cool, cool. Some clothes. All right. Nice. Um, and then we had a couple of damn saucers that we could use to sled down the giant hill in our backyard. We had a couple of saucers. In fact, I think the mom and dad was so tired one Christmas. Was this the Christmas? They were so tired, y'all. So faded, so done, so toast that they didn't wrap a motherfucking thing, son. Like they wrapped some (laughs) things, but then it was like mad Christmas gifts that was just like, here, niggas. Enjoy. Yeah. This is the and, most. And, and please go outside when you're done. Or yes. take them sauces. You have a that, headache. Take them sauces, right? That we put all the gifts on and just go and fucking slide outside in the, the <laughs> subarctic for a while. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a pound of Let headache. us get this headache <laughs> out the way first. Let's get this out of the way. Two hours. You know what I'm saying? But there was one that was, I don't think, was this the same Christmas, Chuck? I think this is a different Christmas. I okay, think it's a okay, different one. Okay. I think so. Because it would be yeah. weird to wrap one thing. You're like, well, this must be the thing. Right, so. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, quite a few different things were, were wrapped. Not quite a few, but, you know, 
I think different things were wrapped this year. Okay, so everything was wrapped. Okay. Family. Everything was wrapped, and we rushed downstairs, also prepared to be like, oh, but okay. Um, everything else is great. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Let's go sled. <laughs> let's go sled with John and them. Yeah. <laughs> and so shout out to John. Shout out to John. Shout out to the fam. <laughs> so we uh we love you, Patch. So we love uh we we started shredding shit like Blanca does your face and Street Fighter. That's how I open gifts. I think the first gift that I opened. It was the first. So, so all right. So I, I went for the box that little that looked like the box. I mean, come on, let's yeah. face it. I'm like, this is about PS2 box shape. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going for the box. That'd be crazy that that they pump fake me with a pair of shoes. That they didn't right. take me to fucking uh, test drive and like see, see if my foot's still the same size. But okay. The moment I saw, and this is to Chuck's point, y'all. The moment I saw that. Unique electric blue that I mentioned earlier in this podcast. What happened to me, Chuck? Tell tell the listeners what happened. <laughs> uh, Monty almost choked to death <laughs> in that very moment. So excited! <laughs> so excited to, to when you saw the blue. I remember. I remember it was just the top of it. It was just like a strip. Like he just ripped off a strip of the wrapping. Yes. Right. You couldn't see the name. You couldn't see PlayStation or a Sony symbol. Mm-mm. All you saw was just the electric blue, and we knew at that moment. We knew at that very moment what happened. And did our lives we left change? It there for a moment. We it left took it there me for a, a moment while just, to recover, man. Screamed, yeah. I was no good for a while. Like you had to. I'm like, you know, like maybe you went back and started tearing at it. At the rest of like, you had to handle what I couldn't, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, you had to take the torch and pick up, like, where I left off. I died. Yeah. <laughs> I died in the process. So, you had to carry on my legacy of opening up the fucking box <laughs> properly, like right. a man. I was over yeah, there lost it. losing it, son. I saw the electric <laughs> blue, the iconic. It wasn't at the time, but to me, I was like, look, I knew that the PS2 was something different. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even write, see even a whole bunch of gameplay. And I was just like, just reading. We would do. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't even get to see gameplay back then, really, you know? No, no, no. Because we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have none of this. Did we right. even have internet? Right. It wasn't the, yeah, exactly. At, the, at that time. What, I'm trying to think of the PS2 release. Yeah. When did the PS2 come out? <clears throat> I'm going to look it up. It came. Shoot. PlayStation 2 came out. Yeah. We're gonna find out, but, but I know game trailers and things like that weren't as big as they are now. And, and no. no, like literally everything that we heard about, everything was word of mouth, including its availability. Like mm-hmm. we couldn't just our internet was too slow to just run to the internet and Google shit. We didn't have Google. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Netscape. Um, we didn't have none of that. Our computer we're buying was, one online. Our computer was uh, twenty five megahertz. Chuck, twenty five of them. 25 yes. of the hertz that were mega all lined up <laughs> was the processing power of our computer. Our computer had one of them uh, liquor cabinet locks on the front of it <laughs> to do I don't know what. That's funny. Uh, to, let's do release date. Okay. The PlayStation 2 release date was March 4th. 
Oh man, I sound. I Chuck, we're going to seem and I'm not putting this on you. I'll just I'll I'll take the brunt of this feeling, but you might chime in and feel the same way. March 4th of the year 2000. Why? Oh, wow. 2K. Going on 21 years ago almost. It's 20 wow. years ago. 20 plus years ago this happened. Mm-hmm. No, that was in wow. Japan. This came out October yeah. 26th of 2000. Okay, October 26th. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Because I was thinking like, wait, we got it for Christmas though. So I'm like, wait, March? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we could so find October. it the whole time. Yeah, it was in high demand. Yeah, just like now. That's what was so... Really? I, I think that's why I was choking and shit, right? Because right? we've been trying to get this motherfucker... Uh, since Halloween, for, yeah, exactly. So for months, <laughs> to no avail. Like pops had his plugs, we won't mm-hmm. reveal them at all. <laughs> right? But they couldn't find Shout one. We couldn't find one. Uh, they weren't even falling off of the back of trucks because he had his people, and they couldn't come up with one either. That's what they said. So. <laughs> They all right, so they didn't lie to us about Christmas, but they lied to us about our Christmas, the outcome, because <laughs> they totally mm-hmm. played us the whole time, like mm-hmm. they couldn't get it, all the way even on Christmas Eve, like yeah, you, you, you know, so it's just really difficult, you know, to come across some things. Like we've been trying for weeks, months, even months. You've been here, you live with us, <laughs> kids. <laughs> You've seen us try. Nancy, you tried nothing. I don't. I mean, y'all leaving and show up again, and then your bosses right. tell us what to do. Make sure the dishes are done. That's all. That's all that we know. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, nothing to say, there. You know, but y'all tell us and choose to tell us. Yep. Today wasn't it either. I was like, oh, okay. Lo and behold, who knows how long they had the shit? Who knows? And shout out to the plugs because they came through. Yeah, who knows how long I they had? I still don't it. know. I'm gonna ask Pops next time I'm talking to him. Like, who in the hell? How? Yeah, when did you actually when get the, the PS2? Was it like, yeah, did you have it for a month or so, or did you get it the night before? You know what I'm saying? We, you had us growing uh, gray hairs and shit. I was, Chuck was five, I was nine. <laughs> right. Man. Well, actually, we were, um, think if it was 2000 then, right? 20. Yeah, so we were I was. Nine and, nine and 13. Yes, my math. Yeah, nine and 13, yeah. I was doing math, MAF. Yeah, yeah, M-A-F-F, math. M-A-F-F. Um, mm. Right. Um, yeah, 9-13. I was no good, bro. And then we played what game? Um, the first game we played? Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, was it? Uh, I won't beat you up with it. Name a couple of games. How about that? Because you right, so know the, the fleet. Yes. Uh, one game we played was the bouncer. You, you ready? You ready? Are you, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> crazy ass Mugetsu. Mugetsu, yeah, man. Yeah. So we played the bounce. I remember I remember there's a time that we both um like maybe the day the, the very next day. We played the bouncer all day long, of course. But the very next morning we had woke we woke up at the same exact time. And the, and the way the bouncer started, the, the game, it would announce it. It would say, the bouncer. The, the bouncer! Yeah. The bouncer. At the very beginning of the game where you press X, right? And so, 
uh, we had played it so much that we that stuck in our in our heads. So we woke up at the same time, turned over, and looked at each other. We had bunk beds at the time, and then I I, I think I was, I was always top bunk, right? Yeah, I was uh, always top bunk. Yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. Until was, you fell off the top, who fell off of the yes, top? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did fall off the top. That was so me. you fell off. I the fell top, off the top. Um, and, and you got demoted, yeah. right? Because you cut your back on the way. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, listenership. <laughs> so we had bum beds, and my brother Chuck. Yeah, I guess I he rolls a lot. He clearly has no sense of self, like self preservation or danger. His body doesn't kick in. He can put the air brace on his rolling, right? So he rolls off the motherfucking uh, the top of the bunk bed and bounces off of the windowsill. Razor sharp. Everything's razor sharp when you fall onto a corner. So he fell off yeah. the corner of the fucking windowsill and cut his shit open like his side. Yep. So he no, got fired. Like he got fired. He <laughs> yeah. got demoted to the better part, which is the bottom bunk anyway. <laughs> which is the bigger one, yeah. He had a bigger bed, so he was on the bottom bunk. And that's so how he got safe. demoted. So he was safe. Um, and I was perpetually in fear, knowing what the top bunk can do to a nigga. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Yeah. I can get fucked up. You forever were leaning on that fence side. Bro, the I was, side that had the little safety I was, fence. I was cuddling with the, the, the metal fence, fam. <laughs> I, I wasn't fucking around the other side. But um, but yeah, so we woke up at like the same time that very next morning, right uh, after after Christmas, and we woke woke up. And the first thing we said to each other as we as we looked at each other's eyes for the first moment that day, we both said the bouncer <laughs> at, the very, at, the, at the exact same time, and the then played again. The and then we would yeah. So the bouncer just go, you ready? You read, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Random times because that was like an ability, like when all the characters got their ultimate ability, right? One of them forgot the guy's name, um, big dude, real big. Oh, with with the blonde heavy. hair, with the blonde hair, yeah. He basically had All Might's haircut but shortened. Yeah, exactly. he had the All Might bangs. I want to say built like him too. He was built like All Might. He was big as hell. Let me pull this up. Keep talking. He 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 would say, uh, "You ready?" Whenever whenever all of them would uh, kind of use their ultimate abilities together, right? Yep. And we used to always say that. What is deep as? But yeah, are you ready? The bouncer was one of the games we played. Um, man, another game we played a lot of was a boxing game, and the name of it is leaving my mind right now ready to rumble boxing. ready to rumble boxing yes Hell ready yeah. to rumble boxing uh we played a lot of ready to rumble boxing punch and i remember john shout out to john yo all right all right we gotta Gave talk us. about john dog yeah we gotta talk about john and motherfucking name, cheat code ass, cheating ass motherfucking all right, man. All right. I still, I still owe you him a couple fades and Yo, little rumble boxing. John gotta get day. these fades, dog. In any fighting game, you name it, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you in it because of how you fucking did us for no reason. And that ready one to rumble Christmas boxing, day, man. Bro, I had Afro Thunder. Come on, punch old blaster. Mm. I was laying niggas out one shot, wind up punch on some Roy Jones Jr. shit. Right, and then you would get the uh, the ninja dude sometimes. Yep. Right. Yep. So he was the uh, kung fu stylistic boxer fighter, and some other cats because we could use other characters. See, that was a part of our argument. That's why he got to get the fucking fade for this. Yep. We, we <laughs> exactly. just bounce around because we're good at the game. <laughs> but this nigga, <laughs> John, he's good at the character. 
I remember the name now. The name's coming back to me. Boris Nakamal. No! That's the character's name. <laughs> Boris, I'll never forget this motherfucker, bruh. Boris Nakamal was the character's name, man. And, oh. I'm mad all over again, Chuck. I'm mad all over again, man. And I'm pretty zen about things, especially nowadays. Yeah. I do the sauna. I meditate. I thought I had let this go, but I guess this, it was this time yeah. that pushed it and compartmentalized it somewhere. I never really let it go. I never, I never had a <laughs> conclusion when it came to this, actually. It, because so it's, mad over you. it's the betrayal, man. Like, you see us <laughs> bouncing around, like, trying to level the playing field. It's like, okay, maybe styles make fights. So if we keep like, picking random people, we're showing that we're good at the game itself and at, mm-hmm. at fighting and understand the mechanics. Because we're using different guys and getting the same result. Winning, nigga. Mm-hmm. You found the only, <laughs> only opportunity that you had to even be able to compete with us at <laughs> all. And you knew and you knew it and but won't admit it. You're just like, nope, I just love Boris Nakamov. I'm like, nah, you just <laughs> you just locked into this one flow, this one move, this one punch, this Man. one, not even a combo, fam. Listeners, not even a fucking combo, right? Like it's not like he's opening up the whole command list of Boris Nakamov and knocking us out. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> one R1 square, R1 square, R1 square, yep, R1 square <laughs> until we are out of there. And it's repeatedly. Not, and it's almost unblockable. It was unblockable. It was unblockable. That's why we couldn't win, right? Like we if we didn't if we didn't punch him first to start the match and keep him on his toes, right? Mm-hmm. He would R1 square, R1 square a hundred times until we died. And and it was so frustrating because like Every every Christmas, right? All right, this is our neighbor John, right? Growing up, shout out to John, um, a brother. But he would come over. We would always we go to each other's house, right? After we after a couple hours of family time to see what each other got. Like, oh man, what'd you get? Oh, what'd you go to get? So he came over to our house this year, PlayStation Two year. We and he we, we he saw that we had Ready to Rumble boxing. All right, so we're all we all decided to play Ready to Rumble boxing, and like Monty's been explaining, right? We we've been you know, jumping around and, you know, playing different characters and things and we'll be winning and winning, right? And, you know, we're feeling good, right? Mm-hmm. We got this new system. It's amazing. Our buddy's over. And John keeps trying different characters, trying different <laughs> characters, and then he stumbles upon Boris Nakamov. And this move, this one move was almost essentially unstoppable. It was all, it was like a, it was like a crouching punch. He was almost on one knee in a lunging position with, with one punch and, and uh, it was almost impossible to beat. And it, it was frustrating all for, for a while, hour and a half, two hours. And, yes. then, and then not only that, but there was an audience. <laughs> no, everyone fam, saw this. Fam and listeners, there was an audience out there. <sighs> it was my, my, my dad, my mom, right? People we His respect, parents, love and revere. People we respect. Watching Monty and I get torched by Boris Nakamov over and over, flame broil, and, <laughs> and their logic. You know, they're not the strong. They're not Watson. He will be all ass. That's Dad from upstairs. So, Dad, <laughs> listenership, listenership out there. Also, we're almost at a thousand downloads, y'all, and I just got like fifty last night alone. 
we about to hit a thousand by like the next few. I was I was about to say the end of the week. Nah, nigga, we about to be yeah. there by like in a couple days. Now I know this. Make it happen. Share it, like, love, and share, rate, sterling, five-star review available on all platforms, and tell your friends and family. I'm telling y'all that. How many motherfuckers are doing this and talking like, come on, y'all. Like, y- y'all know what it is. It's Monkey D. Trevante. It's Chuck. Um, back to what you were saying, dude. Dad listenership is the ultimate instigator of all things. <laughs> I'm getting better at it because I see its benefit when it comes to a <laughs> gathering. It keeps mm-hmm. everyone super stimulated and like and just impassioned about everything that's being discussed. But I knew it was coming. He was upstairs like chefing up some magic. You know how he do it. You know how they do <laughs> right. it. And he's like, he beating your ass. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, did you not see all of the decimation and destruction and dismay that I left on the faces of all of these competitors? knowing that we're competitive as it is and what that would do to us knowing that here and he beating y'all ass with light of fire (laughs) and like did you not see all the times we were smoking this fool with (laughs) all of the characters like there was nothing he could do but get this nigga and be like this is all I got I mean I'm a Liu Kang foot sweep you in the corner in Mortal Kombat 2 until it's dating back to Mortal Kombat Tekken Soul Calibur all that it's the same move right if you get Liu Kang and you just sw- anyone actually in Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo and you foot sweep a nigga in the corner and don't let him get up, <laughs> there ain't no fight. But you will win. It'll be a perfect, you know what I'm saying? Like perfect. The whole time. I'm like, nah, nigga, like fight. Like, come on, like square up. You can't just foot sweep me in the corner. <laughs> I guess in theory you can, right? Me, so I'm like, right. technically you are winning, but technically in real life, if I just got foot swept in the corner and I couldn't get up, nigga, that's my fault. I know. I need to do something about it. But in a video game, dog, you know it's cheap, dog. Like, come on. Let's actually fight. (laughs) Manage distance. Get your timing together. Get your combos right. Execute Mm -hmm. some of the moves on your command list and get a nigga up out of here. Not this foot sweep shit, you pussy. Do it with some some grace, why don't you? It's a disgrace. You remember Do when Larry, it with some grace, some bro, style. You remember when Larry player, beat me? Don't just beat me in a in a standard way. You remember when Larry beat, you don't me, beat me one yeah. time out of seventy two thousand nine hundred and forty one <laughs> times, and uh, I don't know Street Fighter or no Tekken, yeah. Tekken. Yeah, Tekken. I was yeah, just about unbeatable. He beat me one time out of seventy two thousand nine hundred and forty one times, but that's the <laughs> only time a nigga like Larry needs to beat someone in something. <laughs> Because it's his personality type. <laughs> Just on some goofy shit. He'll ne- he's the type who'll never play you again. He'll never play you again. And also, you'll never hear the end of it. And he'll make you seem like and feel as though you lost 72,941 times. <laughs> the crazy shit is, you he might as well be right. Because that's how right. I feel. And that's how niggas are looking at me. I'm like, dog, I'm superior to you. And all, uh, all of the ways, I'm superior. But... <laughs> The way that he his it's his voice and it's how he parades around and he's super yeah. charismatic. So you just want to believe this nigga, even though he's a bona fide. He's just one of the greatest liars of all time. Shout out to Larry. <laughs> I'm not trying to solely your name, Shout but out. man, niggas know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But man, but man, you're right. And you understand his game, and he understands that you understand his game and what he's doing. But there's nothing that you can do about it because you're not Larry. Like you can't out Larry Larry 
So niggas like, yeah, they about to be like, oh, he got you, dude. It's like, bro. But he's 72,941 and one. Right. He lost all of those thousands of times. He just beat me this once. And it wasn't even the whole fight. He beat me. <laughs> it's crazy. But back to the story. Dad's the king of instigators. He's like, he, he beating your ass. And I'm like, Dad, did you erase or reformat your memory card? Like your brain? You didn't see all of the shit that we was doing to this fool? Majestically and lavishly? Like we was beating the shit out of this guy. All up until... He landed on his character, Boris Nakamov, and there's no we can do. We had no answers. Did we ever mm-hmm. come up with an answer, or were we just like, "Hey, bro, you"? you I need think by the else. time we came up with an answer, Ready Rumble Two had come out, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. We switched to a different game. I think. Um, um, I think. I think. I think our interest just went went elsewhere. I think right? We said, uh, "Fuck that shit." Yeah, yeah. See us in Tekken Tag Tournament. Yeah, exactly. See shit us in Tekken Tag Tournament. Different. Yeah, Brian Fury. You know. Harain, uh, who else? I gotta put it out there. You know what I'm saying, like, bro. Anyone that anyone choose a person, and I'm a fucking murder you with forest yeah. law, with martial law, with um Brian Fury, Chuck's guy. That hey, that, that's your dude with the fisherman hook slam. Absolutely, absolutely. With fisherman the mock, hook all day. with the mock breaker, spine mm-hmm. that yeah. plays you one two, which is the mock breaker. One oh my five. goodness, the boy that mock breaker. Oh my gosh! And that fisherman hook slam where he's laughing at you while he's punching your kidney out your body. Yeah, exactly. And then slamming you with the oh my gosh, that dude, unreal. You know what? It's funny you bring me to up second because being the little brother, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I spent many years getting my ass kicked in games. Right, I did. It was it was really just a rite of passage. I feel like I, I I'm so thankful now. That my my brothers did not take it easy on me at all. There was no sympathy. <laughs> there was no well. Let them win this time. It was it was annihilation every time. <laughs> unless you unless you get better at the game, unless you just work at it and practice and get better and get better and get better, and it's like play us. You would just forever be at the bottom, and, and you you all were perfectly okay with that, right? Because it's t- it taught me. You have to work for it. You have to grind for it to 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 beat your competition. Mm-hmm. And so, all of those years of getting whooped and tech and tag turned it right and getting, I was the one that lost seventy two thousand nine hundred forty one times. It won once, right? Um, but when I when I got to college, right, I'm, I'm from from being nine years old to maybe you know ten years later, right, I'm, I'm in college. I have roommates and whatnot, and. It's PS4 at this time, maybe. Yeah, PS4 at this time, right? Oh, wow. And, dude. Yeah, because it came out in 2000. Wait, no. 2000. PS4, PS3, and PS, PS3 and PS4. Yeah, PS3. Okay. PS4 came out in uh, I feel 2013. Like that was PS3, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was PS3, right? So PS3, right? Tekken's out on it, of course. And I'm, I'm, I'm the king of the home. I'm the king of the house. Right, me and three guys. Right, we all live together, roommates and whatever else. But I'm annihilating people, left and right. I mean, shout out to my buddy Jameson. Right, shout um, out to Jameson, fam. Yeah, shout out to my buddy Jameson. He knows I <laughs> went through that house undefeated. I mean, clobbering everyone, and I have you to think. 
Oh, right for, for 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 never taking it easy on me. My seafood never takes it easy on me, fam. I get my ass <laughs> beat, son. Always, none. There's nothing I can do about it, but get better and lessen the severity of the beating. But in that, yeah. it enables you to smoke everybody else. <laughs> not all people. If they're not right. at that level. Yeah, if they're just not. Not at that level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because right. not, right. not everyone else is training with, like, my Sifu. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. No one near the level. Like, they're training with each other, and they might both be scrubs. So they might get washed yeah. <laughs> right. by whoever anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know what kind of level they at. So I'm glad that I could help. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And exactly. it was probably for purely selfish purposes. Initially, but I look back <laughs> as an adult and I'm like, oh, I'm glad that I was selfish in that way. Um, I didn't know <laughs> that deep down, deep down to my uh, deoxyribonucleic acid that uh, I was trying to make my brother better <laughs> by being my worst kind of person. <laughs> just let like, me show you what an asshole looks like on the video game. Because, that way... Uh, you grow up to beat them because either it's going to break him or it's going to make him mm-hmm. the monstrosity I know that he can be if he survives this <laughs> which reminds me of anime all the time is when they mm-hmm. train they damn near kill their disciple or pupil but mm-hmm. that if they can survive it I'm Good. not going to be able to stop him someday I hope that's my goal I want someone mm-hmm. that I can train against. That's what my seafood be saying all the time. He's like, I don't have anyone, you know, I need someone to train with so I can keep getting better. Right, exactly. So I need to create the Somebody person. Somebody get to my level, please. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't create that person. He was like, you know, I opened a school to create that. Uh, create that. Also to share. <laughs> but of course, yeah, exactly. It's not all for me. It's I'm not, not just trying to be the strongest and most you know, yeah. capable human on earth, right? You know. Because that's another, um, that's another notch, not a notch on the belt, but like another feather in the cap, if you will, is, um, to my credit, not only have I been able to ascend to this level of mastery, I've been able to teach someone else who started mm-hmm. with nothing, how to learn how to ascend to this level of mastery and hopefully beyond me. I don't want to stop mm-hmm. here with me. You know, right. So, and that's the ultimate thing. Mm-hmm. And that says a whole lot more about you as a martial artist. It's like, can you teach it? Mm-hmm. Because that shows that you truly understand it. And that's probably applicable across all all arenas, all domains. Mm-hmm. And I think about that all the time. And Sifu says it all the time. So when he has me show someone else some element of our martial art, he says it reinforces, and this is just paraphrasing Sifu, <laughs> It reinforces your understanding of whatever the concept is that you that might have been a little nebulous in your mind, but now you get it. Mm-hmm. And you hit that moment of realization as you're teaching it. You're like, oh, and you're unraveling other things that you didn't fully understand. You're like, oh, that's why Steve said it this way and how like made me do it like that. Because one, you can't look like a fucking bum out here explaining mm-hmm. some shit that you don't understand. So you really focus on the technique now finally this is the focus you need all of the time when you train so in that your training is better because you're trying to train this person to begin with 
So you got to be on point. Mm-hmm. But that takes a certain level of focus. And so, you know, teaching makes you better at learning. And that's interesting how that goes. Have you found that uh, to be the case? I know that you run teams. and uh, Yeah, I was going to say, you know, in, in sales, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was one thing to sell and experience sell, selling myself, but it was a whole an entirely different thing to be able to teach it. Mm-hmm. And more fulfilling, actually, right? Than accomplishing a sale myself. It was, it was much more fulfilling to be able to teach people. Uh, that and have them come come to their own fruition of learning how to sell and learning how to be successful, right? So, um, and, their, and whatever their idea of success is, and that that was that was more fulfilling than the action and doing it myself mm-hmm. any day, you know. Which is why I started to teach it. So back to this bullshit ass Boris Nakamal fam, listen, <laughs> <to shit. laughs> right? We uh, so we got off of that bullshit. We ended up in tech and tag tournament. Which was, I guess, the appeal of that game was um, it was a tag tournament. Yeah, it was tag team, right? And that was the first game of its kind, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, like with um, what's that game? I have this game called like it's got all of the anime characters in one thing. Jump Strike, Jump Force, uh, Jump, Jump Force. Force, Jump Force. So, yep. so I have Jump Force, and uh, the fighting mechanics are amazing, super fun. They put zero, I mean zero effort into the story no effort into the plot no effort into even a person moving around the world no effort into the animation of the characters but really? the fighting itself is so incredible and cinematic it's bizarre how this gaming company was just like who cares about that look at this shit <laughs> I think that this right. is where all of the budget went <laughs> Yeah. So I'll play it like just to get to the fights, but the, you know the unfortunate part is like you got to listen to niggas talk about mm-hmm. this loose, uh, non-cohesive, non-story story. Like, oh, someone attacked the shopping mall. Well, now we got to go over there and handle some problems and issues. <laughs> That's essentially <laughs> it. Um, so the team now is going to be Ronald Zoro, and uh, it's going to be uh, Monkey D. Luffy, and it's going to be uh, Vegeta. <laughs> okay <laughs> all right all right, all right. I, I like those three so i guess okay so i guess this, this is cool, what we're doing yeah. so we got the gallic gun and then so the effects in the game are incredible on some uh budokai type shit but a thousand mm-hmm. times better right because it's with the new technology and new animation techniques and all that stuff so it's beautiful to see and look at especially on that samsung you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous, but like the game itself, the thing is, it's so gorgeous. Like you don't give a shit about some games. You understand, and some animes, you understand what it's designed for. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I don't give a shit about moving around the world map. Dopely, it's not Final Fantasy uh, 15. It's not Final right. Fantasy 7. Or like, I don't, I don't give a shit about the world. I'm just talking about this fight, and so it's dope. But if yeah. they just would just make it that, you know, trim the fat that might have been better. It might have gotten yeah. a better review because people review it poorly. I'm like, have y'all played it though? Right. The fighting part? <laughs> right. And people, I mean, a lot of times people are reviewing it, the, the game, right? Not just yeah. the game mode mm-hmm. or the, the the six characters of the 20, right? They're reviewing the game. So if you if if you do put in a poorly slapped together storyline, just know that that's going to be reviewed as well, right? Yeah. Like you putting that product out there 
And that's got to be what gives it its low score. It's like everything yeah. else but the fighting. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the fighting is booty cheeks. Right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And um, mm-hmm. one thing that I would say too is what's weird about it as well is I'm like, y'all got all of the characters from like all of the animes. Why are these niggas not cell shaded? Yeah. For effect. Because what they have is an anime face on this 3D body, and that bothers me. Mm. You see what I mean? I'm like, okay. It seems like they try to lead us to believe that these could be people. These are anime characters, and and they should just be that. All of your other effects can be the same. Keep all of this. That's fine. Mm. Budokai did it. Budokai did it well. They did incredibly well. So I'm like, just sell shade them. It costs less money too. Then you can put the other money into niggas moving around the map in a reasonable human fashion. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Borderlands does good with cell shading and that that, you know, yep. on paper look, right? Like they do a good job of that. So there's ways to do it and, and have it look effective and it's well received too. Like Budokai was well received, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some of them were. Uh, Borderlands is definitely a well received game that's cell shaded. Um you know, so and what's weird is you can look at games before this whole console and just see good examples of cell shading. Beautiful Persona Five. Beautiful Persona. Joe. Persona Five. Beautiful mm-hmm. Joe was like on PS2 when it was uh, cell shading. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you like you can go back and see examples of shit done right. You don't have to do try to put an anime face on a 3D nigga. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> this is strange. And so if all of your budget went to like animating these 3D like fucking models, these uh, character models. And then none into anything else, and this goofy system where you add J points and stuff, and you get capsules, and I'm like, we ain't got to do that part, right? To level the characters yeah. up, and then to start the game, you have to create your own character, which is cool, but not when it's mandatory, right? And so even if you have your own character, you don't have to use them. You can just switch that nigga out real fast, and then just get. Zoro, I'm gonna just use Zoro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and that's where the the uh, the the DNA of Tekken Tag Tournament comes in. And then you can do a combo involving everyone in your party at the same time. Oh, cool! Dope. I'm telling you, man, like it's worth. Are they unique to each configuration of people? Like, if I have yeah. Zoro, Naruto, and 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 Luffy, do they do a different combo together than Vegeta? I believe Frieza so. and. Luffy would. Okay. I, I believe so. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's cool. With that finite. And this is amazing how many characters they have. And you're like, oh shit, that's you're like, who is from that? So they're kind of putting you on to some animes. I'm like, oh, that's you mm-hmm. that's you, you Haku show. Okay. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that one yet. It's you know what bad, I mean? Yeah. But like none of the storylines, like it really isn't any co- like cohesive storyline that stems from any anime. And this I mean, I guess that's that is a hard concept, right? How do yeah. you draw up a storyline that can that can put all these different characters you put all these different characters in that come from completely different worlds yeah right and what storyline would that be or besides would like create a new one for the you, you have you would almost but use yeah. certain elements you know like oh they um the you know um the z fighters got attacked by some hollows but guess who showed up a visor mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah, so for you sure. can just dabble, just dabble, and give us enough so that we're still tied to those worlds. Though it's not just this character's from this world. Fuck the world mm-hmm. though, and the history behind it. 
and, and any of the storylines. And now, because you put niggas like the Avengers, on, yeah, like the Avengers, yeah, <laughs> like there's a deeper story there. But you know, we'll touch on it here and there, and through some of the dialogue. Hey, sorry, y'all. Just, uh, I uh, lost. I was in the hyperbaric time chamber. Lost track of time. Ah ha ha ha. DBZ people know right. this. Dragon Ball people know this. But he's mm-hmm. talking to like Boa Hancock. And she's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Right, yeah exactly. Right. She's like this. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> With her hand pointed super disrespectfully looking down at niggas. Right. Absolutely. You Look know it what up. I'm Vegeta's mm-hmm. like, the hell is your deal? And then she's like, <laughs> Boma jumps in, chick fight, Boma mm-hmm. don't stand no chance. Everyone's trying to explain to the Bulma, this ain't the one, fam. Like, yeah, this ain't the one. This is not the one. At yeah. all. This is not the one. <laughs> That's funny. You know what's crazy, Chuck? This is incredible. I wonder if you had this notion. Walk with me. Listenership, walk with me. Okay. If you've seen One Piece, no spoilies. Um, Boa Hancock she is this incredible warlord of the seas, right? Mm-hmm. And she is also the grand supreme empress of what's the name? It starts with a K of the Kuja mm-hmm. of her island, her own island of which she commands and is revered the land over by all of her citizens. All Amazonian. All babes, according to One Piece. And uh, mm-hmm. as zigzaggy as some of them be built. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and I built. But again, she's this warrior princess. Basically, uh, Xena, the warrior princess. Lucy Lawless. Mm-hmm. A young Lucy Lawless would have played Boa Hancock, right? Right. So... With this being said, to me, it was an interesting uh, conversation about, and I'm sure just your casual viewer of like One Piece might not be picking this stuff up. This is me. Masculinity and femininity where she was so, and everyone in that land, like it's against the rules to let men even onto the island at all. Mm. Pirates or regular, regular dudes, right? And so they're not allowed there. They're not a part of the society or the integration there. But man, let me tell you this. All that shit they was talking about, dudes. Listeners, when Monkey D. Luffy pulled up, though, <laughs> when he crash landed onto that land, onto that island, that island of thought, that island of, you know, uh, sentiment about males, essentially to me when he crash landed he changed bitches minds so fast <laughs> boa hancock who i thought would be the toughest one like just the toughest customer she and she is she's so formidable she's so powerful she turns into mush she turns into straight up you know like the nicely cooked, you know, the nicely cooked marshmallow on a s'more. She just gets real, mm-hmm. real ooey gooey when it comes to Monkey D. Luffy. And I think about how simple he makes everything, how simply 
just straight up, just straight up he is. Mm-hmm. And he ain't even stunting her. That's the thing. He's like nagging her, but don't know it. And that's the thing that gets her going is like, she will only respond to someone who doesn't necessarily, she doesn't think that she can get because she's known as the most beautiful woman in the land, period. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah. In, in, anywhere, right, right. She's Everybody. the most beautiful woman anywhere. She's the pirate empress. Everyone, like, if she wants you to turn to stone, it's over for you, and you're turning to stone because you can't resist her beauty and charms. Mm-hmm. The only one resistant to that shit and to that spell, that siren song, is Monkey. Mm-hmm. And that drives her wild. It drives her crazy. What do you think that is? Like, what do you think that that's all about, Charles? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Curious, Chuck. Um, I mean, Luffy just and, and the personality alone is is he's a beacon, right? Like people gravitate towards him just off of him being a good person first, right? Like I think that's whether it's masculine or femininity, you know taking that out of the equation, I think it's just, Luffy's just a, a good person. And you can tell that his, his movement, his thoughts, his, his, his direction that he moves in and what he, why he does what he does is genuine, right? It doesn't come from a place of maliciousness. It doesn't come from a place of, you know, there's no dark, no evil, evil afoot when he's making his decisions. And you can just tell that. And I think that anyone, uh, for her, it was like, she fell in love with him, but yeah. I think everybody does that. True. I think everybody does that. I think everybody falls in love with Luffy, right? Like that is true. Everybody does. It's just like everyone has their own affection for him, just in different ways, right? Like I think Nami loves Luffy. I think you know Sanji loves Luffy. Like all everyone that he's encountered loves him, right? Uh, Not besides his enemies, of course. And sometimes they end up loving him too. They do, but um, you know, and uh, I think I think that's what it comes down to is the fact that she finally saw someone that was so genuine and such a good person and like that's easy to love and then it so happened to be also unique because it was a guy a guy right it was yeah. a dude that had, had landed on the island and it was it was you know whatever so because i'm thinking that's about something. so what i'm kind of getting at was uh what about his masculine quality like what about because she even has this thing right and i think the writer did this like by design her character by design running into his character by design and them things being on opposite sides of a a spectrum of I fuck with this and I fuck with that. Uh Like in another kind of situation, it was just something that she couldn't overcome. Like she could overcome every other man or male because they simply weren't enough for her. You know what Uh I'm saying? So I'm thinking about his qualities as a man and how it appealed to her desires as a woman. Cause she even got she got sick, she got yeah. I mean, and like he was the I, one to put her in her place, kind of like bitch. If you don't chill out, and he could just say her name, and she it's just over. Googly eyes and everything. <laughs> She's the opposite. I, I don't know. I think Oda is kind of. I think Oda did that for fun, right? Like yeah, he was making this kind of did that for fun. Yep. Um, That's how I was feeling. I'm I like, oh like, shit. He's he he's like he's talking his shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, like I don't, I don't. That's why I'm. That's why I'm going back to it and saying that I don't necessarily think it was like masculine qualities that that caused it. I really don't because like he's if, you, if, if, if you think about what the tropes are of masculinity, right, like yeah. the, the stereotypes, you're thinking 
big muscle, strong, uh, probably thinking, um, I don't know, stuff like that, right? Like, whatever. One Piece ain't that basic, though. Beard, whatever, right? But, like, I don't, I don't. He was a leader of men. She wasn't. A true. She wasn't thinking. Yeah, she wasn't thinking of anything like that. Right. I think I think it was simply him being a leader. Mm-hmm. I think it was simply um like a know, real man. Him being a good person and stuff like that, that that really attracted her. Okay. You know, more than just like I don't think it's as simple as masculinity versus femininity or like not versus but not like versus. Why why like Why what got her going? Of all the dudes with all of the riches and the gold, like this. Maybe they were assholes. Like Luffy, right? was not like, even if they were dudes, it was just like they were assholes. Like Luffy was the first real nigga to come along, and she's like, finally. <laughs> yeah, that's what I kind of felt like. Like not see this, you know? Like y'all try to entice me with this, and hey, you can have this land. I'll give you anything. Ugh, I'll do anything for you. And she's like, I don't need. You. I don't need you, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she sees Monkey D. Luffy. A man of actual principle. Someone real, yeah. He, like the only real motherfucker like she's ever come across. And she's like, I need to marry him. Like I, mm-hmm. I you know what I'm saying? Like I need I need him in my life the way that I see that everyone in his life needs him in their life. I need this. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to have this. It's been fascinating, like just to watch. Um, that's one of my favorite kind of narrative through lines in the show. Is uh, just watching her move heaven and earth for him mm-hmm. in such a short period of time. She's like, no, like this is my man. Like, and mm-hmm. the kind she's of incredible. the kind of ownership she's, she's taken right away when she mm-hmm. when they built her up as a character in the beginning. It's like, oh man, she just wanted them, you know. It's like, no, you start to see this other, this, the polar opposite side, and I'm like, this is beautiful, man. Just to watch what he does to her. By doing so little. And that's another thing, too. You ain't got to do much, fellas, but be your fucking self. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe Otis saying that, too, was like, bro, Monkey's just chilling. Like, he ain't taking himself too seriously, this stuff too seriously, but he's serious about what he's serious mm-hmm. about. And she feels that energy, too. He, he, she's like, this, this man is undeniable. Um, mm-hmm. This man is nothing but pure principle. And everyone is... Look at how different everyone is in his damn crew. Like, look at all of this. Look at how everyone's mm-hmm. come together to make move heaven and earth for this man. Well, they weren't even there yet. They weren't even. Well, I guess she may have heard of them, but yeah. more and more, right? As mm-hmm. she's seeing more and more, like, and she just even deeper in love. It's like, man, y'all, y'all, the whole, all, everyone in the grand line. Like, oh my, what is it about this man, right? So it's more of a mystique mm-hmm. about him as well, and it's like causes her to fall even harder. You know what I'm saying? Because she's like, man, I don't know nothing about him. Like, he just says my name mm-hmm. and it's just over for me. He just pronounced it right. You know what I mean? So you might be right about that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting for sure. We'll see how it all unfolds as the episodes go on. Mm-hmm. We shall see. We shall see, man. Mm-hmm. Man. Have you heard that, uh, El Capo yet? I have not. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have not. I haven't really been listening to much else besides um, Smino, Buddy, Caliucci. Uh, okay. It's been my heavy rotation lately, right? Uh, Freddie Gibbs, of course. Yo, which. My rotation lately. All Freddie? Or. 
Alfredo. 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 Oh, Freddie. At all times, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I just go back to all of it. It's just timeless. No matter what you're listening to, like whatever Freddie mode, even if you go back to mm-hmm. um not beyond reasonable doubt, shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. Which is when I had to have you when you and I were uh outside Mark's crib back in Cincinnati and you was playing fuck up the count. Yeah. And I don't know why it didn't register in my mind who it was, but it just didn't in that moment. I was like, what is this? And who is yeah. this? You're like, you know who this is. Yep. It's Freddie Gibbs. I was like, huh? From what? He, he was like, Shadow of a Doubt. I was like, gotta have it. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of crazy to see what's happened to his career before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. Kind of quickly. But not quickly because we've been listening to him for so many years. Right. But his meteoric rise was actually super quick. Mm-hmm. In the eyes of the casual who isn't even familiar with Freddie, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the stuff that they, they like of Freddie's, I'm like, have you heard all of he's like he's got a whole discography already. He even got Yeah, absolutely. Well like he's, DJ he's been Fresh for a long time. Right. You got the joint with DJ Fresh, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's been cold for a long time, man. It's just like it's cool that he's nominated for a Grammy now, you know. Uh, you know, how do you I'm, feel I'm, about the Grammys, man? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't invest I don't like too much being... into it. But I just, I just, I just like that he's, you know, moving along his journey. That's, right. that's what I like. You know, I don't look at the Grammys as the 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 benchmark or the checkpoint, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of seeing that you know he's moving along his moving along his journey and. uh Becoming successful, I like it. And I think the him, Freddie, Freddie deserves it all. He really do, man. I told you, I uh, he deserves the best. If it feels even better, like I met him, uh, I was driving up to Arby's. This is on Lancashire in North Hollywood. Arby's is dead now. Rest in power, <laughs> Arby's on Lancashire. But I drove up to Lancashire. I parked at a meter, hopped out. And then I see this big body at 645, uh, S-Class on mm-hmm. Forgiato. So I was like, oh, okay. So I walk into the joint. They're standing there in line. Freddy Forgiato himself. <laughs> Freddy Gordy, Freddy Corleone. Freddy so Kane, Freddy Corleone. Freddy Kane, Freddy Corleone, right? Half main, half cocaine. So I walk up and I see him. And I just know, I was like, hey, I was like, brother, man, I was just, bla- I was just blaring your music to the world, just out, just, just blasting your shit, driving, <laughs> up, driving up the Arby's. I was like, so this is, just keep doing what you're doing, brother. And I just really appreciate your art, man. And I, I appreciate you staying with it, coming out of Gary. Mm-hmm. Like, are you fucking kidding? Yep. Like, you got out of Gary and you sitting here chilling. And he just had this energy, this aura where, one, you can feel the weight of his existence in a way like mm-hmm. he felt heavy like he's mm-hmm. got a lot of shit on his mind and to be that kind of artist you got a lot of shit on your mind at all times but also there was an edge but also like a relaxation like huh, at least this is north hollywood and it's not this you know not yeah. not shit on where it's from but it it i'm not worried about something whizzing by my earlobe at a right. corner store on the streets of gary i'm 
so far from that now. I'm in a whole different mm-hmm. realm of existence. So he was like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, brother. You know what I'm saying? We dabbed each other up. And then we started laughing about the uh, Buffalo. Because I was curious. I'm like, what are you getting at Arby's? I'm getting a Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, what are you ordering, like, by the way? That's what are the... you ordering? Because you could have been. <laughs> bro, he could be a Nobu. Any of these restaurants <laughs> out here in California. But it's two niggas at Arby's. And that's some real nigga right. shit. Right. Like, oh, yeah. his stock soared. Are you a dude, man? Jamoka Shake. You know what I'm saying? Curly Fries. He seemed like the realest dude of all time after that, too. I'm like, bro, he's at Arby's, too? He pulled up right. the, the big body to Arby's. He's a real-ass nigga. That's dope. So we in line chopping it up about buffalo chicken sliders. Because <laughs> they're incredible. That's you know what right. I'm saying? And I was like, hey, bro, you stay up. You stay safe. You stay out the way. And you stay focused, brother, man. And thank you for doing everything that you do for us. And I look forward to what you got. And then after that came all of the shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like the most yeah. fuego of the fire, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. Freddie came out, and that's all Kenny beats. Mm-hmm. So it was a whole lot of woke Kenny, and then after that was um, what was that joint? Mad Lib, Bandana, yeah, Bandana drop. Uh, shoot, because this was after the other joint. This was after um, the joint with crust glass on it. Uh, you only live twice. You only live twice, yeah. You only live twice, and then, yeah, Bandana, Freddie, and then Bandana came out with Mad Lib. Shout out to Mad Lib, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It, rumors of a, of a, rumors, I, I can't, somewhere on Twitter, I can't, I can't think of like the article, but it was some rumors just of a Mad Lib Pusha T collaboration. Chuck, oh, I have to hear it now. Just rumors, right? All <laughs> speculation Don't that play. it may that it may come to be. Don't play this game, but there, but in the future, sometime, hopefully, there is a man with Pusha T. I'm thinking Correct. of the kind of artist that Pusha T is, and his bars, and and his his do, and his storytelling, and how that would jive so perfectly as well with Mad Lib and his production stylings, and how mm-hmm. Mad Lib is going to design the whole sonic soundscape from top to bottom, start to finish inside and out of the whole album, the whole concept. And they're going to be in the lab with Bunsen burners, beakers, early Meyer flasks, <laughs> mixing shit up right. and creating these formulations to destroy us with. And I'm like, that has to happen. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to send out an email or two. See what yeah. I can, ha- <laughs> see what I can do yeah, exactly. with my see zero influence. All right, with that zero influence, we'll see what we can drum up for sure. I'm going to just put a random tweet out there, and I'm going to just put a random post out there. Like, yeah, so I, I kind of feel like my brother and I feel like uh, Pusha T and Man Lip should happen just to start niggas talking about that particular thing to where it's like, well, I guess we got to do it, fam. And then they both like, yeah, I guess we got to do it. All right, so let's do it. All right. <laughs> 100,000 likes, 50,000 likes, and we get it. Hell yeah. That's, that's, crazy. that's beautiful man Chuck mm-hmm. let's do this again yeah for we're, sure like Absolutely. we have so much more that we can talk about but we'd be at hour 7 yeah exactly and I'm like I understand and I'm like I understand I understand <laughs> Absolutely. I, and I would ask 
Chuck for his socials, but Chuck isn't social. So <laughs> no, I'm not social at all. Y'all just stay tuned for the I'm, next. Yeah, just pop up. I'll just pop up. Oh, by the way, Chuck, the mm-hmm. character names of the bouncer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm going to pull that up, and I got to pull it up right here, right now. And we're going to go through that real quick. Okay, let's see what we got here. Da, 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 da. We have. I'm trying to think. You're trying to think of the. I, I can see them. I tell you. Yeah, I can see. I can see them, but I can't. I can't uh, think of the name. I can see the characters though. Like I know what they look like. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're about to get them right here. All right. It's going to be. Oh, here it is. Okay. Now, the character names, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. with no further ado, Scion mm-hmm. Barzad. So that's basically your cloud yeah. strife looking dude. Because remember, yeah, yeah, this is made by. So the bouncer was made by Square, mm-hmm. creators of you know Final Fantasy and everybody. So that's why you see kind of like repeat character designs. So. You have Scion Barzad, that's Cloud. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on, one second. One dude is like a Barrett type bruiser, right? Yeah, so you got Scion Barzad, you got Doragon C. Mikado. He was Seifer from Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, he was the evil dude, yep. Yep. Mikado, yep. Like the uh, classy, regal, rich dude, blonde mm-hmm. hair, yeah, Seifer, but they gave him long hair, so they gave him Sephiroth's hair, but he's Seifer. Then you have Chaldea Orchid. She was basically, was it Rhinoa from Final Fantasy VIII? That's Squall, yeah. Leonhardt's <laughs> love interest. Rhinoa. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like a Rhinoa mixed with Tifa. But kind of dress, yeah, kind of dressed like Sorceress Edia, but not crazily. Then you have. dressed like Lulu? <laughs> uh, yeah. Kind of. But she isn't in all black. She just has flowy yeah. barbs. Ah, okay. Because I'm going to send this, I'm going to text this uh, little thing to you so you can see them. And then you have Cole Lefo, who sort of looks like he's got mad tattoos. But he's like a Laguna from Final Fantasy Eight. Mm-hmm. Laguna was a one of the dopest names of any character I've ever heard. By the way, Laguna. Do you remember Laguna? Long black hair. Um, I want to say that he wore blue. He was only kind of in there for a brief period of time, but he seemed like a more major character because. His name was Laguna. I think so. He wasn't. He wasn't part of the crew, though, right? He wasn't a part of the crew. Yeah, who was going to be for sure a part of the crew for real? With tattoos with Zell that I can think of. Okay, so Kolefo. Now the thing is, Kolefo's got the Zell type tattoo, so he's got tattoos on his face. But yeah, guess who has Zell's face, hair, and body? No, actually, Kolefo's got the Zell body. Volt Kruger. Volt Kruger, that was his name. That's his name. He's 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 got the you devil ready? horn. Well, he, or something fair to say, but he's got the horn sticking out his forehead, 
mm-hmm. like Hellboy, except they're fully pointed. He's got Zell's hair, but no tattoos. Yeah. And he's got the leather jacket. Zell had on a cool kind of coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was lightweight because he likes to punch. And so he's got that going on, but he's way he's he's just a big ass Zell. Mm-hmm. Dominique Cross is like a little Poindexter type. She she's not nerdy, but she's just like kind of regular, regular dressed. Um, uh, she's probably like Riku. Okay. Like Riku. Mugetsu. I think he might be unique to the game. That nigga was nuts. And, yeah, and he nigga, was absolutely psychotic. And, psychotic. And then he would lose his mind more and more throughout the game. So mm-hmm. he would get crazy. That was a cool concept. Because his brain was deteriorating because they experimented mm-hmm. on him uh, so much. So it wasn't all the way his fault. Like He was a soldier and he was dope before, like a, a Captain Levi maybe, mm-hmm. and Attack on Titan, but his brain was deteriorating, so he's losing his mind, and he's made made himself your enemy. Um, and then Achina, so she's kind of like they. Uh, Achina's kind of the well, yeah, you can see that. Yeah, yeah, she had like the party hat hair and shit like that, more like an anime character. Right. So yeah, it's kind of how 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 they mixed and matched characters from their universe in general, Square's universe. Yeah, I'm saying. So those were the yeah, characters. Sure. But the one you were looking Kruger for was, was Vogue Kruger. You ready? Yeah, you ready? That might, you might need a soundbite of that. You might need a little clip of that. You ready? <laughs> I'm a damn <laughs> yeah. sure I have one now. Straight yeah. up. But all right, fam. Yeah. I will holler at you here in a little bit. Tell Jay yes, that sir. I said what's up and that I love her dearly. Will do. You and I. Do. I mean, this is just easy. So now you understand yeah, sure. what the hell this shit's all about. And uh, absolutely. Now we could just make it's been it. Been a great experience, man. Thanks for having me. I do appreciate it. I'm so happy that you had a good experience, man. And we gonna play my brother this out. Shit. Thanks for joining. We're about to play the brother out with some Griselda, my brother Conway, the fucking machine. Shout out to him. Shout out to Westside Gun. Get well soon, Benny the Butcher. I love you, Griselda. Keep doing what y'all doing, man, for hip hop and for the culture. Every time a nigga drop, he's saying this for the culture and consider it all. I will rip it apart. One verse. Put some gelato in my lung first. Fuck a bitch, I'm about to profit. Money come first. Fuck a bitch, and I ain't stopping till she come first. If it's a problem, best go home and hug your son first. Hit him in his chest when my gun burst. Fuck what you did in the streets, bet I done worse. If it ain't about a dollar, I don't converse. Shooter got bloodthirst, stabbed in my back so much. Love hurts. I'm probably a target. Just for the way we keep winning, like me and Benny Scotty and Jordan. And I'm highly regarded as one of the hottest who recorded. And I didn't jot it, I thought it. Nigga, why is you talking? You knew a few shooters, but you was probably extorted. Pussy. And I'm probably the hardest. My young boy on parole for a gun, he still got it regardless. What? I'm beef, I will slap shit out of an artist. Shotty blows body out of the orbit. And that's mission accomplished. These niggas diss, then we empty sticks. That's how my niggas responded. Yeah, and that body didn't sit in my conscience. I'm back smoking wax in Alchemist Kitchen with Bronson. Got a bitch with me, I never hit with a condom. They forgot I was the illest, I'm finna remind them. See how I'm killing the slime without pinning the line. Why you think Eminem signed him, nigga? 
And we like lemon and lime, that's two different revives. You got venom inside, snake nigga, fake nigga, you just slithering, hiding. You would have pulled up if it was really your problem. Nigga, streets know that I'm really your problem. We can't get you, then we visit your mama. Nigga, you lost your back. Silence or screw off the tech. Hollow tips blew off and chew off your flesh. Coke turn your nose red like Rudolph the best. Fuck your bulletproof vest, get it blew off your chest, nigga. And I am what you call a threat to y'all. Screw y'all, I will shoot off the sket through y'all. All the raw, I will move off the steps. Who y'all? Nigga, I am what you call a vet. Uh. Are y'all fucking kidding me? It's Monkey D. Trevante on Twitter. Monkey D. Trevante on Twitch. Monkey D. Trevante on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram. Fuck with me on Instagram. Are y'all fucking serious? Griselda, we out of here. Love you, Chuck. I love you, brother. I really do. Love you too, man. Love you too, man. Later. All right, later. All right, listeners. I mean, pot at gmail.com. Monkey D. Trevante on Twitter. Twitch. And on Instagram, holla at me.